Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a 10 Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruisecast Show, coming to you not quite live from Hewlett, New York. Come on, here we go. I'm your host. My name is Tommy Casabona, and about 12, 12, years, uh, 12, 12 years ago, I picked up this wacky cruising habit. So much to the point where I've decided to get a microphone and talk to you about it on a... Uh, weekly basis now i didn't do that 10 years 12 years ago i did that probably 2017 i would say it was either way here we are you know we've made friends this is the restart this is the always be booked restart and i will say you know we're still easing our way back this is the spring training portion of the always be booked cruise podcast you know the heard the last four five six episodes it is not um what we would call home run cruising content i do know that but you gotta warm up right you gotta get back into the groove back into the new york groove back into any groove in general but what i'm saying is that i have to um you know i just i'm not surrounded with an, a, a luxurious amount of free time to be hammering together these shows so what i want to do is just kind of use this spring training session let's call it what it is because i listen back to the shows and i do i don't think i'm putting out bad work i don't think these are bad podcasts but i don't think they're the type of podcasts that are gonna like grip you and get you addicted to the show every week haven't be uh, must see tv to kind of go back to uh thursdays back in uh you know the, the 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 nbc days whenever it was what was that 90s 2000 i don't know who knows but you know i know when i'm doing a tight tight show i know when the show is on off all, all cylinders and we've said that before by the way the patreon is back it's humming along we're already oversharing. we're already talking about you know i'm going that the I'm going down south on Sunday to do something weird. Uh, it's it's weird. It's a uh, uh, overshare. It's whatever. It's uh, it is what it is. And you know we talk about things like that on the Patreon. If you are new to this show and you're flipping it on for the first couple of times, uh, it is an acquired taste. And you know I I crush you guys with the disclaimers, huh? Remember when I used to just say every single? I used to start every show by saying I am not a professional broadcaster. Like anyone would need to be told that. Like anyone, anywhere, in any way, shape, or form would need to be reminded that what I'm bringing you right now is not a professional uh, broadcast. I am not professionally trained with a master's degree in broadcast journalism. Uh, Yeah, in case you didn't know that, here we are. But, you know, I like when we just catch up and chat. I like kind of just keeping this thing going. I think, uh, you know, I think there's a certain amount of people that like just kind of like the banter, the back and forth, the whatever, uh, and that's what it is. And that's what the Patreon is mostly for. I realized that, you know, I will say this. I'll say I used to have a pretty hot Patreon 
for for what I had over 120 patriots, you know, and I look around to the other people and I listen to the watch the YouTubes and there's hundreds of thousands of subscribers here and there and I see other patreons and you know, for our little podcast that could, which I like to call it, you know, I think we did a pretty good job and you know, that said to me that it's a loyal following. You know what I mean? A loyal listenership that I did have. And of course, I've wrecked that a little bit by a going back and forth and not even doing a show half the time. You know, it, guys, you, you, I sure I'm sure you understand, right? There is this thing called, uh, you know, employment that gets in the way so often. It's my day off. We got a breaking story happening right now. It's my day off. It's Thursday, and at 6 p.m. at night, breaking news came in uh, from the powers that be, the ownership that um, there was a chargeback. So a chargeback is when somebody contests a bill. So by the way, let me stop. If you're hearing this show for the first couple of times and it's acquired, t- it's an acquired taste. So we go off the rails a little bit here and there and we talk about other things, but we try to stick to cruising at least a good 85% of the time. It's what I like to do, but here. So we got a chargeback situation and somebody is contesting via their credit card company a $193 bill, Okay. No information about this anywhere. Sometimes these come along. You get a letter in the mail. You'll have a few days, uh, not a few days, 10, 12 days lead time to be able to go look at the receipt and send it in. I'm in a situation here where we have breaking news at 6 p.m. We have to find the chargeback uh, that was contested. Uh, We have to find the bill for this. Now it's an emergency at 6 uh, p.m. on my day off. I'm just playing around. Uh, we, We did look for it. Now, uh, Chris, who is also a pirate and a peer runner, he's there now, so I'm not there. So I got him looking through the credit card slips to try to see if he could find this bill. It doesn't seem to be there. Uh, now we are looking at the identity of the person so that maybe the bartender could. So the owners go online, they look through Facebook, they try to see who uh, they, they can find, see if they can get the actual person for no other purpose than to see what they look like so that the bartender can maybe remember where that bill might have gone because it's very, very rare that a chargeback. See, what could happen is that they didn't want to pay the bill. They knew they didn't want to pay the bill. So they took the signed copy. It's a very busy bar and restaurant. And they grabbed the receipt and leave with the receipt, knowing full well that they're going to contest it, but also knowing that they have the signed receipt. So knowing that we're not going to find the signed receipt so that that basically says, okay, you know what? You're going to have to re- return the charges. But, uh, you know, we have a good system in place to try to track down these people and kind of call them out and ask them, hey, listen, you know you were there. We saw you there. We have you on camera. Were you, were, were you not even there? Did you not buy this? Did you not buy that? It is what it is. Anyway, shows an acquired taste. We talk about cruising. We talk about other things. And uh, let's do the housekeeping. So uh, the Always Be Booked Cruisers uh, Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. It's our group Please join it if you're new. I, I am see. I am seeing a little more action in the group, and I am seeing a little bit more people joining the group. So I'm getting some more requests to join it. Used to be, you know, at least minimum 10, 12 a week. People would come in to try to join the group. Now it's it's been a little slow. We talked last week. The engagement's not there like we want it to be. It will be back. It just again. 
Let's think of it as spring training. But that's the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge. It's our Facebook group where we're very, very, very interactive. Shout out to Marty, King Marty. Uh, just got off a cruise uh, a few days ago. Shout out to Scott. Scott is going on a cruise. Uh, we have people cruising. There's people out there. There's people back into the cruising space, and I couldn't be happier about it. You know, we talked about Omarion and the problem that we're, that's going on with that, and I think that it's being addressed I think these types of scenarios are are a little bit more benign, you know, in terms of, you know, we talked about this. We're doing a lot of repeating. I get it. Uh, Also, speaking of repeating, Patreon is back in action. We're doing three a week. It's it. It's no, no less than three a week. We've already got two in the pipe in the last couple of days. Two out of the last three days, we got them in there. P A T R E O N dot com slash always be booked and that is a guaranteed three shows a week and it's uh supporting the show it's only five bucks a month and you'll hear some i'll just say some stupid shit on there that i probably shouldn't be saying you know it just it is what it is we will that's more like maybe 60 cruising 40 other stuff 60 percent cruising 40 percent other stuff so we get uh we go off the rails on that a little bit and if you like the banter you like the inside talk you like you know, the occasional drunk guest, that's where you find it. And like I said, it's also a great way to just support this show, which I'm doing my best to get uh, to hit the ground running with. dot com slash always be booked. And of course, you have your always be booked Instagram. You have your always be booked on YouTube. Uh, if you haven't been to the YouTube channel, I definitely think you should check it out. I am not green and growing when it comes to YouTube right now. Uh, we're we're on a little bit of a of a of a of a break with that, but it is what it is. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a few minutes. But what I want to get into is a couple of things cruise wise that I wanted to talk about. Not not anything that we have to spend a ton of time on, but just some headlines. You know what I mean? I'm not diving too deep, but you got Norwegian Cruise Line out there. They have a new cruise ship on the way. They announced some details for what they are calling the Norwegian. Viva, it's going to start sailing in summer of 2023, and it's going to spend a good amount of time in Europe. Uh, it's going to go Portugal, Venice, Rome. It's one of my favorite things to say in cruising, Civitavecchia. One of my favorite things to say in travel, I think, Civitavecchia. Can I say it one more time? Civitavecchia. Say it with me. Civitavecchia. I also like to say Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. That's in Peru. Uh, de Vice is, is Romish, Italy. Uh, and then I like to say, what's the one in Alaska? The one I, li- I like to say in Alaska. Ketchikan. That's right. Ketchikan, Alaska. So anyway, this is the Norwegian Viva. It is the second in the Prima cruise line. I mean, this is, we're definitely running out of things to name ships, right? The Prima, the Viva. I don't know what's coming next. The Santa Maria. Uh, how do you, do you think they had an aft pool? On the Nina or the Pinta or the Santa Maria? How do you think the service was? I'm not sure. I don't know, Tommy. Either way, that's not that funny. So we'll move on. This ship is going to set sail in the summer of 2023. It's gonna in June. It's gonna hit up places like uh, you know Southern European port cities, Libsyn, Portugal. It's gonna end up in Venice, Rome, uh, Italy, Civitavecchia, uh, like we said, and Greece, and then. She is, at the end of that run, she's going to come back to uh, the U.S. for the 2023 winter season, and it's going to cruise from San Juan. Now, when I say U.S., 
San Juan is a U.S. territory, but it is not going to be sailing from the continental United States, and it is going to be doing a Caribbean run. We do have some quotes here. This is from Harry Summer. He is the president and chief executive officer of Norwegian Cruise Lines. He says, Norwegian Viva sets the standard in the premium segment, illustrating our commitment to pushing boundaries in four main areas. Wide open space. Okay, what are we doing? This is Dixie Chick song out here or what? Uh, Service that puts the guest first. Okay. (laughs) See, Guys, don't you wish these guys would just go off the rails once in a while? Don't you wish every once in a while you'd have a CEO out there that's just going to, I mean, just talk some shit. This is this is the format. This is the big announcement to your newest and latest and greatest cruise ship. And there's four major things that we are going to focus on. One of which, now get ready for this. Get ready for this. Get your pen out because this is groundbreaking right here. We're going to put our guests first. All right. So that's one of them. So open space, open space, wide open space. So I guess they're just going to have big, they're going to have a field. I don't know what the wide open space means on the cruise ship. Am I being a little curmudgeonous or not a curmudgeon, a little sarcastic right now? Uh, Thoughtful designs and experience beyond expectation. So um, they've taken everything their guests love to the next level with this brand new class of ships designed with them in mind so they thought of the guests when they designed this class of ships they thought they brought you nothing now the wide open space thing that could be something i want to see what they mean by wide open space they're also going to have an italian graffiti artist uh do the hull art i wonder if they're going to uh you know I guess they're going to recreate the whole thing where the cops come in and chase him away too. I don't know. But the guy's name is Pita. His real name is Manuel Dorita, Dorita, but he goes by Pita. That is his, um, that's his pseudonym, I guess. Norwegian Viva, the second of six prima, wow, six prima class vessels being built with us reinforces the great collaboration between Norwegian Cruise Line and Fincaciari, says Luigi Matazaro, general manager, merchant ships divisions at Fincaciari. Uh, we were extremely satisfied that Norwegian Prima, the first of the new class, earned record-breaking bookings, and we are excited to see how Norwegian Viva will love to live up to her sister ship. As we proved our resilience during these challenging times, this announcement represents another testament to Fincaciari's global leadership role in the cruise sector. I know that's a very, very common name. It's the shipyard, shipbuilding company, and I should know I should be better at pronouncing that name right off the cuff. The ship is 965 feet, 142,000 gross tons, and can hold... 3,219 guests. Um, The vessel will not only offer the highest staffing levels and space ratio of any new cruise ship in the uh, contemporary and premium cruise category and largest. Why are they? This is the second time they said premium. Now, are they like, why are they saying premium or, or, or luxurious or things like that? You're Norwegian. You are. Are you trying to make a little bit of a move? Are you trying to go up? You know, Norwegian, they may be up to something here because, you know, we talk about the big three, the big three, the big three. The big three is now the big four. It's either the big three and Norwegian's out or it's the big four because MSC Cruises has infiltrated the big three. They are a larger cruise line than Norwegian right now. If you're talking about cruise lines, I'm not talking about cruise corporations, cruise lines. Norwegian is behind 
MSC. When you talk, I think in most, and by all measures, I think they are behind. And uh, is this a move where they're kind of trying to bow out a little bit? Because if they go into the premium, I guess class or the uh, what would you call it, a premium cruise experience in that celebrity princess realm, I think they would become the largest in that that category. Of course, I'm being a little bit instigatorial here with this in nature, instigatorial in nature by saying things like that. But I don't know, you know, it, it, why do they keep seeing premium and luxury and these types of things? Now, you can make that excuse when you're talking about things like the Haven. Now, the Haven, you know, I'm never, I just know I don't like it. I don't like a ship within a ship experience. I'm not going on the MSC Yacht Club. I'm not going on the Haven. If I want to do that if I, i'm not going to go on a beautiful big giant billion dollar cruise ship just so i can just hang out exclusively in a little section i get that in the nightclub you know what i mean in the nightclub you want to be able to you know because usually the vip spots you get better bottle service you can enjoy yourself you can enjoy the music i love although i'm old i still will enjoy a good bottle service nightclub experience with when you're in the hands of a good dj right the DJ's good. It's a hot spot. Not like Liv. You know what I mean? My buddy who's the general manager of Liv in the Fountain Blue of Miami. When I go there, he takes care of me, puts me in a booth. You know, we get a bunch of bottles and we are we have a great view of the dance floor. They will not have a bad DJ at Liv, so it's a good time. But when you're in that section, you don't when you're in that section in the haven or in the ship within the ship experience you don't get to experience the rest of the ship i mean you do you can go whenever you want but then you retreat back you got to pick one or the other i like if i'm going on a cruise ship i want the masses around i want to i want to feel the experience of the actual cruise ship the ship within a ship experience is not for me anyway this cruise ship is clearly going to be a gorgeous gorgeous cruise ship you know there's very very a lot of times there's very uh very very what would you call it subtle if any differences between different ships within a class but sometimes they do go out you know and because if there is more than a subtle difference they'll change the name of the class they'll keep the same name of the class but they'll call it like prima plus or uh, Prima XL or something like that. Other than that, if they're not going, a lot of times they are kind of very similar. If you've been on one, chances are it's 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 almost like being on any of the other ones within that class. Very interesting to me that they're gonna they've already committed. Listen, we're going for six of these. We're making six of these. I don't think now again just going back on what I just said. Breakaway, right? Breakaway versus Breakaway Plus. They didn't mention anything about Prima versus Prima Plus. Now, here's a prediction, right? What it is it? It's 757-113-2022. I'm telling you right now, three of them are going to be Prima, or th- two or three of them are going to be Prima, and then three or four of them are going to be uh, Prima Plus. Two or three, and then three. Does that work out? Yeah. They're going to do Prima Plus. Does do they does anybody have yeah I guess the Oasis I can't count right now we're not going to do that but that's a lot of ships to have in one class how many classes of ships have a straight six across the board of the same exact cookie cutter ship so it's going to be two or three and then two or three of the other that's what I should have just said you know three or four whatever it is okay everybody calm down the Viva is coming to join 
the Viva. The Viva is coming to join the Prima. All right, let's move it along here. Carnival Sun, this is going to be a quick one, but it's great news. Carnival Sunshine is going to return to the port city of Charleston. I keep hearing about this Charleston and how beautiful it is. I, I got to get there. You know, we were almost going to do a cruise there once. I ne- we never made it. It didn't happen. But I really, really hope one day to go to Charleston, South Carolina. I almost did it when I moved the last time. I was going to spend a couple of days solo there just to kind of absorb the town, uh, feel it out a little bit. I also hear the um, coastal Georgia, like those islands right off of Georgia, right off of Savannah. I hear that's beautiful as well. Just a gorgeous part of the country. Um, Charleston, a lot of nice bars, restaurants, uh, very, very uh, hospitality-centric, hospitality-focused uh, hospitality. <laughs> it's what I'm spending most of my time doing right now. You know, I hear people's – I got to figure out what we're doing here. Um, it could be October. It could be, you know, talking about, I guess, jumping from one thing to another. I just hear the word hospitality, and it just kind of throws me off my game a little bit because you hear people talking about <laughs> – hospitality and you hear people say things like hospitality is in my blood hospitality has been my dreams i'm i'm in the hospitality business i run restaurants here's what i shouldn't i shouldn't say this i don't even understand people who say hospitality is my passion who says that who who really means that i guess i mean i love the business but by the way, if anybody who pays me a salary, owners, whoever listening to this, I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, but who the hell decides that they want to wake up and just, you know, run around and get people coffee? It's my passion to serve you and wait on you hand and foot until you're overly pleased with me and approval. You've, you've shown your approval by giving me a good Yelp review and a pat on the back. You know what I mean? It's been my passion to to just strive for your approval by running around and refilling your soda and doing things like picking up your fork if you drop it, apologizing profusely. Now, it is my passion to find the right level of apology to be able to give to you if by chance my hardworking 12-hour sweating his ass off chef may slightly get the temperature of your steak wrong by, by, by a shade of color. It is in my blood to go to your table and beg your forgiveness so that you don't write me a bad review. I I mean whose passion is it who's who's out there passionate about that um do I sound a little no guys I'm kidding kind of I'm, I'm kidding around but anyway the carnival sunshine is going back to Charlotte and you got to respect the carnival sunshine because it's a historic cruise ship uh how is it historic I mean it is the first what I like to call zombie cruise ships yes then what do I mean by zombie this was this was a, a cruise that was dead a cruise ship that was dead this was a cruise ship that was finished and it was brought back you know you might want to call it the bionic cruise ship it used to be a cruise ship called the Carnival Destiny. And then they had enough of that. Let's go back to the drawing board. Let's gut out this whole ship. Now, it was like $150 million that they spent on this ship. Out of control. And it's like, 
I, I they've done refurbishments since then, but you know, Carnival is doing these zombie cruise ships. They're they're just deciding to rename cruise ships. So they're taking cruise ships that already have a perfectly good working name, renovating them, and then changing the name completely. But then they're also building brand new from scratch, gorgeous, state-of-the-art, industry standard setting cruise ships as well and refurbishing names from the 70s. I don't know. Listen, they're a lot smarter than me. I get it. Arnold Donald knows what he's doing. But at the same time, you know, I I, I, question, I question this. Anyway, this is a, uh, you know, it, it's been a while. You know what I mean? 22 months. This pandemic, this pandemic has been, uh, it's been havoc for the entire industry and it's really really cool to see things like this happening and it is cool to see that we are not allowing the progress yes we are handling covid cases quote-unquote outbreaks issues we're handling them on a case-by-case basis we are not letting even a couple of hundred people on a cruise ship slow down progress in other areas where it's appropriate and i think this is i mean you're hearing it more and more is that you know this corona uh covid amakamarion whatever you want to call it delta alpha beta it's going to be something that we're all going to have to live with and i think it's important that we are not freaking out and setting the whole industry and shutting the whole industry down like norwegian they're doing a lot of shit uh uh uh, sailing cancelings they're canceling entire ships i love it i love what royal caribbean's doing i thought of this too now i don't know if i thought of it maybe i i think i did think of it before i heard that they were doing it you know when all these cases started to multiply and then you're talking about crew uh getting uh sick and you know again when i say sick it's the amarion the maricron is not seemingly as bad as the other versions they see it seems to be more treatable i mean just in the, the cdc is telling you it's only five days then you know it's not as bad as the other stuff yes i do understand people are still getting sick people are still dying but it seems to be dramatically less than it was before good news so what i'm saying is i i i i said why don't they just take a cruise ship and just let that cruise ship sail the ocean and pick up people who are infected and then that is the quarantine ship right that's what they should do. I think they're doing that with guests. Now, I don't think they're doing it with passengers. Maybe they are. I'm not sure. I should have that information for you already. Here we are. I don't. Um, but it would be cool if they did, right? It would be cool if they were doing that. But then I, I, maybe they are, maybe they're not. I don't think they are. But uh, either way, Carnival Sunshine, the cruise ship formerly known as Carnival Destiny, the first ever zombie ship is now... Back in Charlotte, back where it belongs, Charlotte, Charleston, iced coffee, guys, trying to go too fast here. All right, we're going to move into Frank Del Rio. He's a fiery fellow. We all know that, Uh, but he made a big statement, and I was excited by this statement. Frank Del Rio is trying to tell you and me that they are going to be back to a full fleet by spring. Can is, Is there better news to hear? Is there better news to hear that, uh, and, and you got to respect Norwegian, 
You got to respect Royal Caribbean. I don't know what's going on with Carnival, but Royal Car- Royal Caribbean and Norwegian have sort of formed like an alliance, like a like a like a big four NATO type of a situation. Carnival, you have an opportunity here. Jump in with MSC, and you guys could have your little kind of axis of of power too, as well. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, I don't know why I put. I don't know why we're the good guy. I don't know why Norwegian and Royal are the bad guys, good guys, and then I put Carnival and msc as the axis maybe the whole you know maybe the whole msc thing the mussolini cruise line that's that's not even serious that's just a joke also probably not funny but frank del rio uh he spoke the other day and he had a few things to say and one of them was we have made every effort and spared no expense to have the most stringent protocols in the hospitality and leisure space he said on a webinar and that was from media and travel partners. We will simply not take risks with the well-being of our crew and our guests for the sake of profit. Uh, with the rapid spread of Amarikan across our industry, it's gotten a lot of press. Most of it negative, he continued. And all of it has been biased to some degree. See, he's fiery, man. He's fighting this battle. I swear, I am a cruise apologist. I am a cruise supporter. I am a cruise sympathizer. I am a cruisarian in every way, shape, and form. But I'm here to tell you much against what everybody else who does what I do in the space will tell you. Yes, there should be a bias against cruising. There should be. Again, like I said, if you get an outbreak on land, Everybody can stay home. You can get things delivered. You can quarantine in your grandmother's basement. You can go three states away in quarantine. You can you have the entire universe at your disposal to socially distance and quarantine and stay away from people. And if you're on a cruise ship, if too many people get it on a cruise ship, there's nowhere to go. And you can't press a button and be back in a half hour. Sometimes it takes days to get back from where you go. And then what are you doing? You get you're letting, you know, let's just say, you know, we've heard of 150, we've heard of 200 people outbreak. Let's just say it's a 500 to 700 person outbreak on a cruise ship. Where are you going to put them all? And then once you bring that that ship back home, you're basically just unloading 700 known cases into any particular town, city, village, whatever it is. So for that reason, I, as much of a cruisarian as I am, I have to be a contrarian for that reason as well. I have to be honest. Cruising is a controlled space, a small controlled space, and it should not be looked at as a hotel. It should not be looked at as other sectors of the hospitality industry. It cannot be. And I'm sorry for those who do not agree, those who do not want to hear that. That's just my opinion. And yeah, I guess you could say I feel pretty strongly about it. But uh, Frank Del Rio goes hard in the paint uh, just for Norwegian, as he should. And give him credit, too, though. He is saying that he's not going to uh, put his people at risk for the sake of profit. And he doesn't. Um all of it is biased to some degree to taking advantage of the fact that our industry offers robust testing that we track cases and we diligently report them to the CDC and other public health administrations. There's some truth to that. The fact that, you know, you could have just as many people in any given hotel at any given time uh, with the same, uh, you know, who are infected and have positive cases, but there's not a 
testing situation set up in hotels. And there is in cruises. But I agree with that. And it's true. That's 100% true. But there's a reason for that. It's because of the ones I just laid out before. Because there is an elevated level of danger when you have a controlled space that's isolated in the middle of the freaking ocean. It is, is what it is. Uh, that's pretty much. You got a doctor. They have a doctor. That's uh, he used to be this guy Scott Gottlieb. He used to be the commissioner of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, and now he's the chairman of Norwegian Cruising uh, Cruise Line Holdings Sail Safe Global Health and Wellness Council. And uh, you know he's stressing the, the his thought that the Amarokan wave was peaking in parts of the U.S. and some areas of the country would like to see the would would see the same in a few weeks before cases started going down. So the major cities, they have these peaks and it's escalating cases and it's going to happen a little bit across the country before it starts going down. I told you last week, I was looking forward to it. I was looking toward a mid-March, what I would say a mid-March kind of return to normalcy for a while. I think we'll have a really good summer. I don't think you'll hear much about it. And then, yeah, it'll pick up in the winter. I don't know what's going to happen. If it's a new variant, is it whatever? I'm not sure. Uh, but it's good. It's good. Frank Del Rio is expecting the entire Norwegian fleet to be back operational by late spring by being able to adapt to this situation. Um we got to talk about princess cruises guys this is not good not good by any stretch of the imagination these guys i don't know they were on probation did you know cruise lines could be on probation <laughs> i don't know man i think probation i think you know uh, who who's running things for for i'm going to go with i'm going to go with arnold donald you know, he's going to be the scapegoat on this one because I know he's the head of the whole Carnival Corporation, which, uh, uh, you know, Princess falls under their umbrella from a corporate standpoint. And, uh, you know, what what happens when a cruise line is is, is on probation? Does the, does the CEO, does Arnold Donald have to go in and take a piss test? Every month, you got to you got to report to your PO and show up with your, with your urine and get drug tested. Do you have to show up and, and, and tell them what type of jobs you tried to apply for? Obviously, I'm kidding around. But uh, it just seems weird that a cruise line is on probation. <laughs> I think of 16-year-old kids when I think of probation, not like CEOs of cruise lines. You know what I mean? What's the next wave for? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, for, for Arnold Donald, what is he going to do? He's gonna He's got to go. <laughs> They're going to... They're going to bring him in. He's got to take his piss test. And then he's got to get, they're going to put him on scared straight. <laughs> he's going to go into a prison like, you know, the the, the law enforcement, uh, the corrections officers are going to say, this is where you'll be if you keep screwing up your probation. And believe me, we're going to get into it, but they are screwing up their probation. You know what I mean? They gonna go into? Do they go into the prison? Arnold Donald shows up as like a little. They're gonna give him like a whole scared straight routine. They're gonna send prisoners out to him, interact with him. Hey, cruise boy, you keep dumping stuff in the Alaskan water. You're gonna be my cruise boy behind these bars. I clearly were losing it over here, and you know what? Again. We're going to go down together. It is what it is. Anyway, Princess Cruises in back in 2017, we know what they were doing. They were uh, just taking, they were, they were, they were, they were, 
committing dumping issues into the Alaskan water, and they were releasing black water into the pristine, beautiful, natural waters of Alaska, and it was a problem. Clearly, it's a problem, and then they were caught covering it up, and they were told they got to do a bunch of things. In 2017, they, 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 they were supposed to, it, it, they were convicted. And in April in 2017, they were fined $40 million. So they had some sort of plea. Felony charges. I remember when this came out, and I think it got updated in 2019 because they were talking to him again. They got caught doing something again. And there was actually conversations about Carnival Cruise Line again, them being the corporate entity that oversees Princess. They were talking about, A, not being allowed to hit up U.S. ports ever again. You remember that? And they were talking about uh, actually convicting and imprisoning executives for Carnival Cruise Line because of this is such a bad thing that they were doing. And that was 2017. But they did plead guilty, felony charges, <laughs> felony, committing felonies, and it was $40 million. That just shows you people, it's just about the money. You know what I mean? If you're really going to give somebody a felony, but you know what? Here's a ticket. $40 million will get you out of it. $40 million, they pled guilty, uh, dumping oil-contaminated waste from its vessels and also trying to cover it up. Then, in 2019, they were convicted of six violations. They were they supposed to, as said, this is the last thing. 2019, they said independent six violations of office, probation. They were fined an additional $20 million. Investigative how office. much, how many okay. millions are you know going to charge these people? I don't know what that entails. Is that it's a like physical when I was a, office? When I was a coach and I was a lease and, you know, you know put a bunch I was of computers in there. Two years and this old. is the investigative and I had, office. Uh, my responsibility uh, Princess was admitted JV that a lot of the investigators okay, were not allowed These to kids determine 15, the scope of their 16. investigations. And that the draft so screwing off and internal I'm not, investigations had been impacted and delayed by management. So all I do is tell them to run and a lap. that's according to a hey, press yo, release from a lap. the Department Hey, of knock Justice. it off. I asked you to now, do this. Run they a lap. got hit again. And it just became a thing. And now they're, they're supposed okay, to coach okay, one million. And they so would these fines come back and down. screw up again. It's like a lap is easy for a 15 gets it. The less the fines get. jog a lap. These are the changes required. And this is under a plea agreement with the Department of Justice from Carnival Corporation. And these include Carnival required to undertake more so that it's remedial measures. Investigative In that case, report, two of the violations report to the Department of Justice to a committee uh, of they Carnival's were trying to board of directors with so the court's still supervision of the probation. Carnival and they were sending internal investigative to ships must to prepare be them the for the inspections. To initiate investigations so these were supposed to be surprised and their scope. Uh, Carnival's management will be restricted and they would get intel and when the inspections were coming and they would give warnings to the appropriate groups when these inspections were coming. This is in 2019. This Bo- is when it's, it's boring after I mean, that was a while, hundred percent. So first but they're dumping, it just shows trying you to cover up things, and again, then they're like, "Okay, felony, Princess Cruises, forty million. I love you. Then, I haven't sailed on you, but I love you." They're Carnival interfering with the Carnival testing, with the investigation. All right, what we do here twenty million. Is we call it how it, we another see it. Twenty million, and it seems there's a little bit of a disconnect between Princess Cruise Line and uh, things that are legal. It seems that Princess Cruise Line. Uh, every couple of years wants to refrain from doing something that is illegal. They want to do illegal things all the time. And it seems like every single time that that happens, there is a money amount that they can pay that can get them out of trouble. 
And then, yes, they have to put together some, like, uh, they probably have to, I will, they have to write on the chalkboard 100,000 times. I won't dump waste in the water. I will let you come in and investigate us. And then it's fine. Just got to keep those millions coming, though, because without that, that's what it is. Or else, you know what? Because clearly they're not learning from scared straight. You know what I mean? Bubba in the uh, cell telling him that, uh, you know, you keep dumping and you're going to be my cruise boy is not, uh, is not scaring them. That's all I'm saying, guys. Carnival, executives, CEOs, Carnival Corporation. Bring your toothbrush and don't drop the soap. All right, the last thing we want to cover from a new standpoint is the fact that the conditional sale order, the conditional no sale order, is going to be lifted. It expires on the 15th of January and it's going to be lifted. This is a great thing. We've known about this for a week or so and it's great news. But it's just a matter of what's going to happen next. And I think we all are appreciative of the fact that it's going to end. It's been a rough road. It's been a hell of a situation. Now, I said before about all the, the whole, the whole. I did that whole diatribe about why cruising should be looked at different. And maybe there should be a little bit of a bias when it comes to regulating cruising through this pandemic. But I also will say that the way the CDC handled things in the beginning was absolutely unacceptable. Okay, we've talked about that at length. How you know the commute, the lines of communication were just shut down. You got to give us something. There was no talk of what needs to happen. And then, yes, any uh, they call it the kids call it today breadcrumbing. You know, when you're texting somebody just to kind of keep it going, you may be into somebody that you're talking to via text, and you don't want to be completely rude. You may not be into them, but you're just kind of answering one-word questions. You're not answering until two hours after the other person texted you. Maybe you're only answering a, answering a part of the text, not the first part of the text, You know, and it becomes where a situation where information extraction has become very, very difficult. And that was what the CDC was doing to the cruise industry, uh, especially later on, just CLIA in general, way, way back. They were breadcrumbing, and it was really for the cruise lines to just have their hands up in the air wondering, what do we have to do? We understand it's dangerous. We understand there's issues. We understand that we have to kind of spend a bunch of money and uh, assess a whole bunch of protocols to cruising, but you got to let us know what is the pathway for the restart. And the CDC was just basically strong arming them. And I maintain to this day that the only thing that got it going, the only thing that, 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 and it was cool too, because Clea and the cruise lines were able to kind of remain. Now it got a little ugly, especially with Frank Del Rio. I mean, Frank Del Rio was just shooting his mouth off like Scarface, but I will say that the cruise, the the Clea and the cruise lines were able to kind of, I guess, uh, you know, push back, but also maintain a decent relationship with the CDC. And it was the state of Florida who actually came out and threatened legal action. And I will maintain to this day that the threat of legal action is why the restart ball began to start rolling. And I, and I will say, because it happened fast. Once the, that lawsuit threat, once the threat of lawsuits came out, it happened fast. And now the conditional sale order is still in place right now as we speak, uh, 8.30 p.m. on 1.13, but it is going to expire. 
The reason it's going to expire is because the CDC, uh, particularly Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky, who Walensky, who really, I mean, she got lit up by the congresswoman from Alaska. The congresswoman, I remember that video when the congresswoman from Alaska lit her up, and the the Dr. Walensky really, and I'm not knocking Dr. Walensky. Maybe she had an off day. Maybe she wasn't prepared, but the congresswoman from Alaska lit her up and made her look kind of silly. And, you know, she she deserved it that day. But now to her credit, she did come back and she said, you know what? These cruise lines really have stepped up. I'm looking at what they're doing. They are self-policing. They are canceling cruises. They are following the protocols to the letter of the law. Now, this is not going to be, no, nobody ever thought there'd be zero cases. Nobody ever thought that'd be 100% uh, prevention of Corona, COVID, Amarokaran on, on, on the high seas. That was going to happen no matter what. But what are we going to do? What, what are the policies and procedures going to be put into place? How will these protocols work? How will they be put into effect? And will they just, I think the fear of the CDC was like, okay, we're back in business. Now the cruise lines are just going to check the boxes and get everybody on board. Oh, you know what? Here's a screenshot of a rapid test that you may have took at home. No, these are proctored home tests. You know what I mean? There's mask policies on board. You know, they are being enforced to the best that they can. They're not just checking boxes. They're following through. And I think the proof has been in the pudding. And I think the CDC is impressed with what they've seen by the cruise lines. Now, they're saying, no, she says, I think the conditional sale order and the fact that the industry has stepped up and is now interested in exceeding the compliance with the sale order, uh, without the order necessarily being in place, is a real testimonial to how well that worked. So that's a little bit of a self-pat on the back, what they put in place, the sale order, the conditional sale order, uh, worked so well, the sale order that we came up with worked so well, that now the cruise lines are interested in exceeding the compliance. So I get it, no problem. Uh, listen, you make that argument. If anybody, if, if you don't sing your praises, who will? I don't have a problem with that. But um, she was pressured at a hearing recently by the uh, the senator from uh, Alaska, uh, Lisa Murkowski, and she was asked if the CDC director for assurance that the businesses can count on a 2022 season. Now, I don't know if that's the same Alaskan senator. I'm assuming it was because these two seem to uh, have a nice little back and forth uh, uh, on regular occasions. But she did see she did say the cruise ships had seen a 30-fold increase in COVID-19 uh, cases aboard over the last two weeks. So that is a concern. We all know that. And we're all crossing our fingers. We understand that it's been a little bit of a mess. I, hey, guys, by the way, I've canceled three cruises. I canceled all three of the cruises in February, partially because of business, but mostly because of the fact that there's just so much uncertainty. I got to get on an Amtrak train. I got to go on one cruise ship to the other cruise ship to the other. What happens if we don't start sending, we don't, these ports are sending cruise ships away. If I pop positive on one of the the cruises can i not go on the other one i I just don't want to enter this world right now i think the best thing to do now i'm going to lose out on a lot of money Uh, i'm getting all the money back but these cruises were priced so cheaply that 
yeah, it's going to suck. When I want to rebook a cruise, I'm not going to get nearly the value that I got that I did for these three cruises. I will pay more for my next cruise. Listen to this, guys. I will pay more for my next cruise than I did for these three cruises that I just canceled. And that does suck. Anyway, so what they're doing right now, what Walensky is going to introduce is a voluntary program. So it's basically very similar to the uh, conditional sale order. It's going to be a little less strict, a little less less stringent, but it's going to be voluntary. So cruise lines can opt. uh, I think they want to find out uh, by the 28th or something like that. I forgot the actual date, but they want to find out any cruise line that wants to allow the CDC to help them navigate their way through this crazy, crazy, crazy time. They can, uh, you know, basically commission the CDC to help them and impose a new version, somewhat of an, uh, 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 an altered version of the conditional sale, a modified version of the conditional sale order, and they can voluntarily allow the CDC to guide them on that. I don't know. That's going to be interesting to see who bites on that, but we will stay tuned. And that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, I I, I have to say I'm disappointed in having to cancel these cruises, and I'm sure a lot of you would have liked to have heard a lot of the reports from those sailings. I just think if you wait another month or two, we're going to be in the clear. And I would love a nice 10-day, beautiful, gorgeous cruise without the threat of not being able to go into ports, without overly, I don't mind the mask, but all the other, I guess, strict regulations that are putting it, that are being put in place uh, because we're just right in the middle of probably what is the most contagious time we've had. Not the worst and not the most, I guess, uh, severe time in the history of this pandemic, but it seems to me over the last couple of weeks, it's been the most contagious. I've never seen around me so many people pop as I have in the last couple of weeks. Yes, they're literally back to work in five to seven days, but it's rampant right now. And it is what it is. But uh, all right. With that said, let's get over to the emails. Ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. What show? The Always Be Booked Cruise Podcast. And I love getting them. We got two this week. If you want to be a part of the show, I'll read your email on the air. All right. Let's get into the first one. Scott L. comes at us. Tommy. Love the podcast. I have been on four Royal Caribbean cruises, but never experienced any other cruise line. My wife heard negative things about Carnival years ago and will not agree to try a cruise with them. From listening to the show, I have heard you say many positive things about Carnival, and you have even said that the steakhouse is the best of the big three at sea. Big four. Uh, what advice could you offer to share with my wife that might make her opinion make might make her open her eyes to a carnival cruise someday? Are the rooms comparable in quali- in quality to Royal Caribbean? I am currently booked on the April fourteenth Mariner of the Seas with my daughter and her friend. Definitely considering the October Pirates and Pier Runners extravaganza. Thank you for all you do for us as cruise fanatics. Scott from Rochester. Scott, that's what I'm talking about. That's an email. Scott's in the mix. He might be a pirate. He might be a pier runner. He might come with us. Scott, get those uh, hesitations out of your mind. Get that trepidation out of your mind. 
commit, walk the plank, run the pier, be a pirate, and join us on that cruise that's on October 15th in uh, out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida on Allure of the Seas. That is spending a 15-hour day in Aruba. It's gonna be that's gonna be a tiresome pier run if we do that. Anyway, all right. So he's asking between Carnival and Royal Caribbean. Well, he's asking about Carnival in general. He knows he likes Royal Caribbean. He knows his wife especially likes Royal Caribbean. But these, she's been she's been hearing some things, right? She runs around town. She talks to people. She hears some things. This Carnival stuff uh, is it? I'm hearing. Uh, you know, I hear. I heard Carnival. I hear, hear all the stuff about Carnival. The Walmart of the cruise. I'm telling you right now, the difference between Carnival and Royal Caribbean is subtle. The quality of the food, the quality of the rooms, that's just potato, potato. Some people are going to tell you they like Carnival's food better. Some people are going to tell you they like Royal Caribbean's food better. Here's what you get from Royal Caribbean. It's probably an overall more consistent product. Okay, By a very thin margin very thin margin, Royal Caribbean will probably bring you an across-the-board more consistent product than Carnival might. But Carnival, to me, is the best cruise line out there. You may, every once in a while, deal with some revelry. Uh, There's an energy level on Carnival that might get to a certain degree where it's not for everybody sometimes. And again, Cruise line battling is so very difficult. You're much more uh, better comparing cruise classes and actual individual cruise ships. Because I could tell your wife right now, and Scott, I'm sure your wife is a great lady, but here's just an extreme example. Uh, Carnival Mardi Gras that just came out, uh, maybe a little... I don't know when it actually came out. It was supposed to come out two years ago, whatever. But Carnival Mardi Gras, compared to the ship that you're about to get on, no, there's no comparison. And don't get me wrong. I absolutely adore the Mariner of the Seas. Been on her twice. Love the Mariner. It's a great cruise ship. And I'll say, if you've been on the Mariner, you've been on the Navigator, you've been on the Adventure, you've even you could even go across classes with 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 Royal. You know what I mean? You've been on Independence, you've been on Liberty. They're very very cookie cutter cruise line. It's a very cookie cutter cruise line. Okay, great cruise line, not a good cruise line, a great cruise line. But you can't just say Car- Royal Caribbean's better than Carnival because I promise you, if you got on the Carnival Mardi Gras. It's going to be a more ridiculously luxurious, in every way, shape, or form, the Carnival Mardi Gras is probably going to outperform the Mariner of the Seas. I'm just telling you that. That's just the way it is. Okay, but that's an extreme example. Where does it get? Where does it go? Does the independence on Royal of the Seas outperform the Carnival Horizon? Who knows? Then you're getting into semantics. Here's your advantages with Carnival, and I really do hope your wife gives it a chance. There's way more enjoyable, grab-and-go, quality food items on Carnival that are free. You just take it and you go. The pizza is better. The burgers are better. The tacos and burritos are better. Now, you'll see Royal Caribbean is trying to copy Carnival. That's why they got a Loco Fresh going because they saw the success of the Blue Iguana uh, Cantina. 
I, I'm telling you, the burritos, it's delicious. And Carnival still does it better. Carnival has aft pools. Aft pools, that's all I got to say. I don't understand any cruise ship designer that designs a cruise ship and doesn't include an aft pool. Take your stupid surf machines and put them on the side of the ship. Put them anywhere. Put them at the front of the ship. Build a glass wall to, to cover the wind. But don't build a cruise ship if it doesn't have an aft pool. Carnival, comedy, blows away Royal Caribbean. The comedians on Carnival, they let loose. You know, that might not be your thing. The piano bar is if you ever go to one of these dueling piano bar places. Now, they're not dueling. It's one person. But the experience that you get from a dueling piano bar, the uh, the audience participation, the back and forth, it's a little bit more hip. It's a little bit more contemporary. Yeah, I just used the word hip. I never do, but I did there. I did there. Okay? Yes, the steak is better on Carnival. 100%. All right. What is Royal Caribbean better? Yeah, the food in the main dining room on Royal Caribbean is probably better. Okay? That's probably true. You're going to get cruise ships like the Oasis class on Royal Caribbean that just no other cruise line can compete with when it terms of uh, variety and entertainment. Entertainment's probably better on Royal Caribbean. That's, that's, that's the truth, too. So it is semantics. It is personal preference. But it's not like I think what a lot of people think is that, you know, you're going to go on you know, carnival and there's going to be homeless people begging for money on a carnival cruise ship. That's just not the case. Absolutely. Scott, if you play this for your wife, hopefully it um, entices her to try carnival. And if he, if she likes the nicer things, if she's a fan of the finer things in life, I would say go Mardi Gras, go Horizon, go Vista, go one of those three cruise ships. Start with one of those three. If you really want to delve in, you know, you can go into Dream. You can go into Magic. What's the other one in that class? Dream, Magic, and I hate when I do this because I know there's a bunch of people right now screaming at their car radios. And I don't want to make people scream at the car radios. Dream, Magic, and I don't think we're going to get it. Carnival, we got to do it. Dream class ships. We got to do it. Dream class is going to be dream, magic, and breeze. I know. I know you were saying it the whole time. I understand that. Did you know that the Carnival Breeze and the Magic and the Dream have other sister ships? The Costa Diadema is also a uh, ship that is built with a very similar hull. Anyway, all right, let's move on to another email. I think we have another one, and that is from Chris, Chris Cummins. What's going on, Chris? Legendary uh, emailer, listener, and a super cone. So happy to hear Patreon is back. I don't know if you realize, but you left a cliffhanger, LOL. When you did your halftime break, you were about to say why. Okay, I did a halftime break on the Patreon. This is for Patreon listeners. The other day, I stopped. I said why I canceled uh, the cruises, and I think I answered it in this episode. But you never got back to it. I assume because of COVID. I wouldn't want to cruise right now myself, so I don't blame you if that's the reason. I was so happy to cruise in November and December before this recent variant spike. Oh, that's awesome that you got in it when it came back. You know, like I said, before... The Norwegian Breakaway came out with those. That, that was the start of it. The big 15-person outbreak. There's an outbreak. 15 people 
on the cruise. Yeah, we, anybody would sign up for that outbreak right now. Um, Chris is hoping to sail in April on Anthem, and hopefully this stuff has subsided by then. That's my plan, Chris, as well. Mar- uh, late March, April sometime before uh, things pick up again for us at the other restaurant in uh, Merrick. I really enjoyed how you talked about your first cruise and how you knew there was something there. This is talking about Patreon. All right, Chris, Chris, a.k.a. Snap, is doing my work for me right now. He's promoting the Patreon, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read it. I really enjoyed how you talked about your first cruise and how you knew there was something there, but it wasn't until the third cruise that you knew this was it. I related to that so much because it was something I always said. For me, it was my fourth cruise. My first three cruises, I was 17, 19, and 21 years old. Yeah, I had a good time, but I was in no way in love or obsessed with cruising. It was just a vacation, really. I didn't cruise for six years, then came to 2015 on Carnival Glory. That's when I fell in love. Maybe I was older. I wish I could pinpoint what it was, but I have been hooked ever since. And yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, Chris, a.k.a. Snap, 100%. But I knew it. I don't know, but the thing, the difference is between your experience and mine is that although I did not have a great time on those first two cruises, I still knew that I would. With the right ports of call, with the right amount of research, with the right type of crew to go on a cruise with, I knew that this was going to be something that I was absolutely absolutely obsessed with once I had those other things fall into line. Even when I was on cruise ships that I wasn't um, – and it, listen, hold on. I did have a great time on my first and second cruise. I had an absolute blast, but it didn't become that obsession that you and I both talk about and both enjoy and both celebrate until my third cruise. And I will eventually talk about that cruise on the Patreon as well. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. We got the Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. It's $5 a month. It's at least three shows a week, and it is a big way to support what would what you're listening to right now. We have the Cruisers Lounge, the uh, Facebook group, the Always Be Booked Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. We have the YouTube, which is Always Be Booked. We have Instagram, Always Be Booked. And please, if you are so inclined, shoot me an email, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com, and you will be part of the show. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate you working out the kinks with me through this spring training version of the Always Be Booked Cruise podcast. You guys are the best. Boat drinks, cones. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine-on tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat leaves from. It takes away. I love your big problems You can worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves you Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Where I'll ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away 
I love your big problems You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down Down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round Sunshine ten ladies and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leads from It takes away all of your big problems You can worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from So get away to where the boat leads from It takes away all of your big problems You can worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away to where the boat leads from It takes away all of your big problems You can worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leads from